As we're studying the story of Judas and Peter, I want to look at the betrayal in the garden. John chapter 18 says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook, and there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Judas knows exactly where Jesus is going to be. And so he gathers a bunch of soldiers, Pharisees, officers, and they show up with weapons in hands, torches, all ready to capture Jesus. Jesus, of course, knows what's going to happen, but he asks the question to the men, whom are you seeking? And in that moment, Judas comes forward and greets Jesus with a kiss. The kiss was a signal to the Pharisees and the soldiers. Judas had said, the man who I kiss, that's the one who you should capture. And what a dirty trick that was. Imagine being betrayed with a kiss. What a horrible thing. A sign of affection. And yet it was stabbing Jesus in the back. Jesus looks at Judas and he says, Judas, do what you came for, friend. In that moment, we see Jesus still loves Judas. He calls him friend. The soldiers rush forward. They grab Jesus. And what does Peter do? Peter's standing there. Peter, the other disciple. The one who's faithful, the one who's loyal, the one who claimed he would never betray Jesus. He pulls out his sword and he cuts off the ear of one of the men arresting Jesus, a servant of the high priest. Now in this moment, it's clear who the villain is and who the hero is. Judas is selling out Jesus while Peter, Peter is rushing to defend him. He's pulling out a sword. He's attacking guys. But how does Jesus respond to the situation? He looks at Peter and he says, Peter, put away your sword. John chapter 18, verse 11 says, Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? And in Matthew chapter 26, verse 52, Jesus says, put your sword back in its place, Peter. All who live by the sword will die by the sword. What a horrible, horrible night for Peter this is. I mean, he's trying so hard to do the right things. Before Jesus' arrest, they were up in the upper room and Jesus had spoken about how he was going to be betrayed. And Peter said, Jesus, even though all these other disciples may fall away, I'm never going to turn my back on you. Never, Jesus. I'm the one who's strong. I'm the one who's going to serve you with my whole heart. I'm the one who will never leave you. And Jesus looks at him and says, truly, I say to you that this very night before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Peter's obviously shocked by this and he says, Jesus, even if I have to die with you, I'm not going to deny you. But as we look at the story of Peter, we see that his spirit is willing, but his flesh is so, so weak. Do you relate with the story of Peter? Do you try so hard to follow Jesus, but no matter how hard you try, you always find yourself doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing. I mean, you got to hand it to the guy when he sees Jesus being arrested His instinct is to protect Jesus. It's to help Jesus. And he ends up chopping off this guy's ear and Jesus just looked at him like, what are you doing? My teaching is to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This isn't what you're supposed to be doing, Peter. What a horrible, horrible moment that must have been for a guy who honestly thought he was doing the right thing. It gets worse from there. 
The story in the Bible tells us that Peter and John decide to trail the soldiers who arrest Jesus. They follow to the courtyard of the high priest. Peter's standing at the door. He's listening to this mock trial. He's listening to the priests question Jesus and accuse him of things that he didn't do. Again, he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to be there for Jesus. Jesus just told him, you're going to abandon me. And in his mind, he's like, I can't do that. I have to be there for Jesus. And so he shows up and he's listening and he's trying to be there for Jesus. And then a small servant girl comes up to him and says, aren't you one of Jesus's disciples? And he says, no, it's, it's not me. No. Peter goes back to listening. He's got his ear against the door and he hears Jesus being questioned by the high priest. And then he hears Jesus being hit by one of the officers of the high priest. And Peter feels powerless. His Lord, his master, his best friend is being beaten and there's nothing he can do. He goes and he stands by the fire to warm himself and clear his head. And someone else says to him, aren't you one of the disciples of Jesus? And he says, no, 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 not me. It's not me. Finally, one of the servants of the high priest looks at Peter and says, did I not see you in the garden with him? And at that moment, Peter freaks out. He starts swearing. He says, it's, it's not me. It's not me. I'm not him. And in that moment, he hears a rooster. This moment happens right as the guards are leading Jesus out. And Jesus looks at Peter. They lock eyes. And Peter remembered what Jesus had said before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter just starts weeping bitterly. He breaks down and cries. This is one of the darkest moments in Peter's story. Jesus had just been betrayed by his friend Judas, forsaken by the other disciples. And in the moment when he needed Peter the most, Peter had betrayed him. I can't imagine how horrible Peter must have felt in that moment. And we hear this story and we think, you know, how can this be? It's Peter, the rock, the leader, the first one to recognize Jesus as the Messiah. But you know what? Jesus knew Peter was going to do this. He knew that Peter was going to let him down. Remember, he tells him, Peter, I know exactly what you're going to do. And the reality is he never stopped loving Peter. In the same way, I want you to understand that as you're trying to follow Jesus, you're going to have so many times where you fall on your face, where you say the wrong things, where like Peter chopping off the guy's ear in the garden, you hurt people and Jesus has to pick up the pieces of your mess. But even so, he never stops loving you. He's always there with you. He knows every wrong thing you're going to do, every betrayal, every hurt, and yet he commits himself to you to stand by you, to walk with you, to work with you, to work through you. Yes, our sin is great, but his grace is even greater. His mercy is even greater. He looks at us flawed humans. He didn't pick any one of us for his purposes and his cause and not know that we were messes. He knew before he picked us and he committed himself to working with us, to using us, and to loving us, to calling us friends. Mm. 
If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're well aware that you are a failure, that you make mistakes, that even though sometimes you try to look like everything's good on the outside, on the, in the inside, you know. You know your fails. You know your flaws. Well, Jesus knows too. He knows your failures. He knows your flaws. But he also knows that he loves you deeply. He paid for all of those failures on the cross when he died for you. So what are you going to do with that knowledge? When you fail, are you going to stay down? Or are you going to get back up and keep walking with Christ? I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And until next time, we'll talk soon. Thank you.